Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello and welcome back to the UF Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Great to see you, Jordana. Great to see you as always. Listen, once we, a week, uh, I, we're really getting to stay in touch. It's great. It, this is I like our weekly check-in. I like that we we do like five minutes, but really we get to you know go over things in the first fifteen of this podcast. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how are you? How are you? Know, you know, it, it is. I I listen to Jess's Zoom meetings a little bit, like work ones. Do you guys have to do? Have you guys had like? Does is there? Does every Zoom meeting start with like, how we doing, everybody, and everyone has to say the same things? Like, are you having that too? Pretty much, I guess. Um, yeah, it's like a little bit of that. Like, oh, like a little like tiny anecdote about why some things are annoying, and then you get right yeah. into it. And then sometimes that goes on for too long, and I'm like, "Listen, I've got another meeting at at one, so like, I I love this, but let's just get to the point of the meeting." <laughs> I feel like, it, yeah, this is, but I I watch it from this angle, like, and I get it too with like zooms that I start, and like, it always has to get punctuated with some like non sequitur where it's like, eh, I guess the, the new normal. <laughs> um, All right, let's get to business. Like, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like I, I, I would there should be company mandates like I, if I were you, you know, as one of the betches, you should send out an email when we start no small the Zoom talk. meeting. No small talk. Like, would that well, make you sound bad? It can, or would it-, it can also be like kind of small talk, though, before everyone. Gets, sometimes if I my, my new thing is to arrive at like if the meeting's at 11, I try to arrive at like 1102. So I'm like one of the okay. last people there. <laughs> They've already been doing the small talk. Sure. While I've been like figuring out where the link is. I um, I think that's a great maneuver that no. <laughs> all of our audience should start doing. If you're getting right. invited to a Zoom, you show up two minutes late and you're good. You've right. missed. And then and then they're like, okay, oh, Jordan is here. Like, let's let's get like, it started. Every, everyone's you're, here. Yeah. <laughs> you become the non sequitur. You're the times are weird. Exactly. And now I. Uh, <laughs> Now I, I've been realizing I need to switch the background because the background always gets a comment. I realize I'm sitting in front of a bar cart and uh, I'll always get some sort of comment that's like, 
oh, like what a like a Jordana's got like a a serious <laughs> Get- like bar situation going on there. <laughs> and then I make the same joke about Mike's mixology habit, and then we like continue you're it's like you're doing a stand-up routine like it, it is it, it's, it, it's the it's same like questions it's the same questions the background and it's like it is one of those things that's annoying to hear but you can't help doing it yourself like i like right. if so i if do someone, it too yeah yeah i do it like if someone was like "Ooh, nice mirror i'd be like okay okay enough with the mirror Let's look. Right. You know, I've already it. heard I, that one. I've, I've heard it. You, you know, we've done that. Like, but if I was with someone on Zoom, I would look at their back. Like, I always, my go-to on like the Zoom happy hours that, that we did with like college buddies, my go-to has been to make fun of how everyone looks, like where they look like they are. So, like, okay. we had one friend that was at his in-laws' place, and they were in a very like, you could tell it was like a very live-laugh-love type of house and i was just like oh look at uh peter is is signing in from the inside of a dollhouse and and like the joke kills every time because you get the visual and you get the other you know so the whole thing set up for you speaking of which let me turn on the light turn on the light while you turn on the light i want to let the listeners know thank you for listening thank you thank you everybody uh we love doing this podcast all you got to do and it's a free podcast we're giving you content you're welcome all you got to do is tell a friend, make it your Instagram story. Let people know. They're looking for things to do right now and things to occupy their brain. And listen, there's a lot of anxieties. There's a lot of nights where you're thinking about the future. The weekends are long. So throw this podcast on. Let us take over your brain. We'll take the wheel. But there's someone else in your life that needs that too. So share it. Let people know. I agree. Also, also We've begun putting videos on the U Up Instagram page, and I think what I've done with my with the J Train podcast and what I what we're doing with this podcast is we understand how hard it is to tell someone about a podcast. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of creators putting stuff out right now, so we know we're in a very crowded space. Your buddy who doesn't, you know, that does accounting, all of a sudden he's got a new funny accounting, you know, Instagram page. We get it. So we understand that when you say I had got a great podcast, they, people get in defense mode. They're like, get the fuck away from me. I don't, I'm not a podcast person. Just tag them in the video because I think the videos are big snippets where it's just one email. That's the cheese. You right. bring the mouse to the cheese. They nibble it up. They go to the Lincoln bio. We trust that they'll go to the Lincoln bio. But we put do. them on that Instagram page. That's a very easy way to like, let people know. Hook them. And then Hook also up. rate, rate, review, and subscribe because All um, that stuff. we still love that stuff. And Jared, I heard you, I didn't get a chance to see, but I've heard incredible things about your live show that you had. It is, and I'm doing another one, actually. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. another one tomorrow night. Um, if you want to come, 10 bucks, uh, and, and it's a live experience. It was a lot of fun. It was very cool. I bring on guests. I, um, I, I, to pre-tape videos of me dancing like it's a little stupid like i'm just trying to like you know basically one the man whole, show it's a one-man show variety show i you know yeah. so uh it's just one of the i enjoyed doing it like i enjoyed doing this podcast it was a very cool way to kind of differentiate the night it made it made thursday different so if you're out there and you want to come 
Uh, it's ten bucks, and you can find the link on my uh, Instagram right now. It's right, right there, and right the now. Best- so- the best part of these virtual events is that they can't really sell out because they're virtual, so there's unlimited yeah. seating. So <laughs> usually if you hear Jared talk about his show the night before, it would be sold out. You wouldn't get to see it. Now exactly. you can see it. Um, well, the, get your the tickets. Beautiful, the beautiful feedback I got was that it gave people an opportunity to have a different type of social distance date. Oh, Instead of- that's cool. Exactly. Yeah. And yes. I didn't think of it that way. Instead of like the same old like let's FaceTime again, again, like I say with this podcast, let us take the wheel of your of your brain. It kind of like let me take the wheel of your date. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and, it, and so I didn't even think of it that way, but it made Takes sense. Takes the pressure I got, off. Took the, people were messaging me. They're like, it was the perfect insert for what we needed as our as we're getting to know each other. So, yeah, I thank saw you for that in plug. a couple of emails, actually. A couple of really? emails, people writing into you up saying um, that they, you know, this was a date idea for them. I, and I we'll, gotta, we'll I got, do. A, I was gonna say we're gonna do a live show too, so this will yes. be another interactive, fun dating show for you guys to watch. I, I, I think when we do it, we can do it in a way that is really special and awesome, mm-hmm. um, and especially interactive because people have so many questions for us and we come on once a week. Like I got this DM and I wanted to ask you about this. Do you mind if we get personal right now before we get into the show? Let's do it. Let's get personal. How's the quarantine sex? Mm. Saw a couple emails about that too. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, how's it going? Is it different? I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I don't need, I don't right? <laughs> <laughs> You well. got quiet. Like I was like, okay, I want details. No, I, I, <laughs> I just want, is it more? Is it less? Because I think there's like, there's, there's, we have three types of listeners. We have single person, we -hmm. have in a situationship person, and then we have fully relationship person. Right. And whether they're married or living together or whatever. But, and I think all three levels have this different idea of what the other levels are doing. Like I, all these people that are single like I do I have a lot of DMs are like, I've been alone in this apartment and I just need the minute I get to out of touch. Yeah, I need to be touched. And I'm like, yeah. I, and, and then there's the situationship person that thinks like, well, you know, that there's a little like anxious about like, what will this become be after before? Mm-hmm. And then the relationship person is thinking like, is this what it is? You know, like, so I think we can speak honestly. Are you having more sex in quarantine? I think, um, I mean, I haven't done an official count, mm. but I would oh, say let me that get out my, my, my <laughs> chart, <laughs> it feels like it's kind of this, it's like the same. Okay. To be honest. I mean, I've, I live, I lived with him before. I mean, I imagine your situation is slightly different as you, you see a lot more of, so did um, you have, did you feel like you were having more sex when you weren't living together to living together? That's another question. Yeah, I mean, I think in the very beginning of any relationship, that's like the most sex you're ever going to be having in that relationship. Sure. It's the most yeah, exciting. It's like the new, I mean, and some, I forgot where I read this or I saw this, but essentially like when you're in a new relationship, it's basically like you are quarantining together. Like all you're doing is just hanging out alone and having sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, living together, I think like, like anything that you do a lot with the same person becomes like it's not quite as thrilling. You got to work a little harder to make it as exciting as it was. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that it's like, I mean, anything that's just as excess. I told, talked to you about, about this with like the cooking thing the other day in terms of like 
we used to cook together on like Sunday nights and it would be like, great. Now it's like, yeah. we do this every night. It's kind of lost its luster. Well, now it's like, that, well what, what the fuck do you want to eat? Cause like I'm well, making I, this I, and you're eating it or <laughs> like you're eating nothing. Yeah. Or good luck. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think there's this misconception that like, you know, these couples that are in quarantine are just fucking all day long. And it's like, that's not happening. Right. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm saying, I'm not saying that I'm like, like, I think it's like, it's definitely less sex than you'd be having without a quarantine. Like, I, I think like the, what you just said is like such an important right. thing with like the, how, you know, how do you go? Like, you're not coming in from a day at work and going, I'm home. And then he's grabbing you. <laughs> like, it, it's always when you're around someone like there, it's tough to transition from you want to do, you want to do steak fajitas tonight to, let me fuck your brains out. You right. Know, like, there's no. Yeah. Especially no when you see the change. Yeah. yeah. It's easier to do that when it's like the person's been away for a week uh, or a couple of days on business or something. And then they come back and you're like, oh, like I yes. needed this. And as opposed to like, oh, I yeah, I see you every day. If I we don't do this now, we can easily do this later. So it's I mean, kind of like and, and, and I, also I'm not putting this on you know, Jess, I'm saying she'll yeah. look at me and be like, yeah, and we can have sex, you know, and I'll be like, oh, you know, like and <laughs> I get and I'll be like, yeah, we can do that. That is an option for our day. Like, I right. I think like, you know, the quarantine when you're it, it is a lot. It's like the Disney, the old Mickey Mouse cartoons where it's the same thing in the background that keeps going past. And, right. and it's like the same background again and again. And it's like you never have a moment where like something shifts or there's to get you, you know, it, it's, I, I think the toughest no part vacation, about right, well, they, I think people talk about like vacation sex a lot and that's like a yes. real thing. Vacation Absolutely. sex is a real thing. Cause it's like new surroundings. All the pressures are like kind of gone. You're just there to relax and like yes. sort of like everything around you is built to make that like happen. And this is kind of just like real life, probably with extra anxiety. Yeah. Um, so I think it could be less for me. I feel like it's like kind of the same just because, um, I mean, like we were, it's not, I think with, with you at least, like you probably used to like travel a lot. You'd come back a little bit like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like we've been living sure. together for a year. Um, and so even if I didn't see him during the day, like I would see him every night yeah. also. So I think it's kind of the same as what it was before. It's it, it is yeah I think like the less transitions you have the less opportunity there is to transition into sex like like I think like when we like go like I think for us when we go from dinner to like are you tired you gonna go to bed yeah let's get into bed and then you're like you're mm -hmm. still in like the dinner like look that you were just in right yeah there's <laughs> you know? no like. The outright, I agree. Like the transitions are like much more subtle than they were. Yes. Like I'm getting, I'm coming home in my like work outfit, and then like that's my outfit for the evening, and then I change into like my. It's like what I it, there's the joke like I change from my my day sweatpants to my night sweatpants. Like sure, sure, not, yeah, that's yeah. It, it's it's interesting because I got like a lot of people that were DMing being like they they were nervous, and I'm like, no, I think I'm in. You know, people are wondering, like, am I do? I think the, the 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 like a lot of people sit there going, "Is this what it is 
And, you know, like, and I think that if they take comfort in hearing us be like, yeah, it is kind of yeah. what it is. It, it, right. it is kind of, you know, having to remind someone like, hey, I'm I'm here to fuck, too. Like, I think like <laughs> that that exists in relationships. I think like, you know, like I think that because I, I think it, it actually comforts me when I get an email being like, yeah, so like it, it, things are tough. And he, you know, my husband isn't really as charged up to have sex right now. And it's like. I get that where it's like he's probably anxious. He's got his own jobs. He's got his own career stuff that's going on. Also, like, you know, throughout the day, like you come in and it's tough to go from, hey, can you take out the trash to now let me lick your anus? Like, it's just like what a jump that right. is. I also think like even the smallest amount of like not seeing someone can really make you like that much more excited about it yes, so i think absolutely. that that factor is just totally gone now so it's like yeah there's not <laughs> like at least like even like honestly even going to work is like you're in a totally different environment from that person you're doing your complete own thing it gives you like a little bit of space to miss them and absolutely. that is kind of just totally gone now <laughs> i mean i i we got in an argument because i'll i think i said this before i'll put on my headphones and just like listen to podcasts and just like kind of like disappear like mm. my mind just like the way I tell people about this show, I'm like, you know, I put on a podcast and I like, I just go away and like, yeah. she'll be on the, like on the couch being like, Hey, did you do? And I'll go, um, what? And then she'll go, she'll get so annoyed that I'm away. And I'm like, I, and I had this, I have to say like, I, that's what I need in my day. Like I do that to like get my mind off shit for me to think about writing a joke or putting it right. into the podcast or, you know, thinking of what I'm going to do for a live show. Like I need this trip away from my brain. And it sounds so fucking douchey when I say it. Cause I'm like, the artist needs to get his brain <laughs> rested. And it's like, and I'm like, yeah, but this is, yeah. you kind of forget what makes you, you in a normal day. Like you, you have to remind yourself like, Oh, I did like my commute. My right. commute gave me something. My now trip we're grateful to the for it. Yeah. Sure. My trip to the gym gave me something. My my mindless, you know, um, walk that I didn't want to do because I, you know, I hate, but I didn't want to call an Uber helped me in a certain way. And you have to like remind yourself of that. Right. And it's kind of funny because we've gotten into sort of a like similar situation where he'll be like, He'll also like to be doing work and listening to a podcast and I'll be like, I'll think of something randomly to say to him. And then like I get his attention and he's like, what? And I'm like, it's supposed to be 72 tomorrow. He'll be like, <laughs> like you interrupted the whole right. flow. And I, I get so annoyed like, at that. Great. And, Bye. And, I, and then I always go, I go, can I, can I go back now? Right, I, and then I'm like, why are you being rude? Yeah, <laughs> this is the same exact fight. Okay, good I get, to know. <laughs> yeah, I get so annoyed because I'm like, yeah, like there is, there, like I, I think like with any work, like when you're trying to do work at home, you can't just like, the, I'll do work and then I'll go to my phone, I'll do the, you know, the, mm -hmm. the spin around the apps and then back to work for 45 minutes. And it's like, if in that 45 minutes someone goes, hey it's gonna be 72 tomorrow like you lift up and you go 
uh, okay. Uh, okay. And now you're back to the phone. A loop around. You got to like <laughs> charge yourself up, ready to go back to work. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm that annoying person. That's you never like, get yeah. to keep momentum when you're working from home. I, I think right. that's a big thing. But yeah, and it's hard to tell when someone else is like in the zone or they're just like, you know, <laughs> it, l- like ignoring you on purpose. Right. <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows what are we talking about today so we get a sort of variation of this question from time to time and i'm wondering i'm interested to know your take so it's about your thoughts on couples that need to be engaged before they live together Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you know anyone who's sort of gone by that rule or encountered it yeah i i mean i've heard of it i i like i've heard of it like that makes me sound like <laughs> yeah i've heard of these religious idiots uh, no 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 i yeah. no i i'm aware that some people have that rule um i to me i don't prescribe to that obviously i'm living with someone i'm dating um mm. and i'm not engaged so i i don't i wouldn't personally live with someone before i i mean yeah you wouldn't you, mean you wouldn't, wouldn't get engaged before you lived with someone i wouldn't get engaged before i live with someone um i do understand that like i i have a friend i don't know if we talked about this before but like he told me he was like the biggest change you go through as a guy is moving in with someone so like 
he was like, the engagement's not going to change your life. The wedding won't change your life. Kids might. Well, he even said, he (laughs) goes, kids just add Pampers to the grocery list. Like, he's like, but that, (laughs) like, that shows how easy it is to be a man. But like, that is... (laughs) That is like the only transitional period that we really have as far as like what's going to be different. You know, he he even he him and I had like a long conversation about this. He's like, when you move in, like that is the biggest change in the relationship. Like he's like, kids will change it. But it. he was like, I he, he was saying he's like the move in doesn't get the credit that it deserves. So with that being said, like I don't like getting engaged won't change anything for me, but get it moving in is a certain type of engagement. Like right. at, at a certain point, like we just rearrange the pool chairs, you know, the deck chairs, like y- you moving in before you got engaged, me moving in before I got engaged. It's the same transition as getting engaged and then moving in to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, because you can cancel that. Is that what you're... Be, I'm saying, like, you have to do these steps anyways. You just took the more intimate step first. Do you understand what right. I'm saying? Well, like, it's like, well, it's kind of like you're making the promise before you try anything out. In a certain sense, I don't think you're making... You know, like, like to me, like an engagement... Engagement is like a promise. It's like saying, like, I, sure. I promise that we're getting that, ma- that, that we're, we're get getting married. married. But also... <laughs> right. A move-in is a, I promise that we're moving towards engagement, isn't it? For some, I mean, like some people don't have that discussion. So I think it, I I, don't think anyone does. I don't think, like, I didn't have that discussion with Jess. I wasn't like, and when we move in, this means a big thing, but it's a, I think it's an implied big thing. Like I didn't just move. Is it implied for all men? Yeah. I, I, I would say most, I I don't think any Mm -hmm. guy moves in with the idea that like, yeah, like there's this thing that happens oh, in New York right. that, that well, is I need very, a roommate. <laughs> I need a roommate. And it's like, no, that's, that's a lie. It's like, oh, you know, it helps on rent. Like there's this like thing where like when people are afraid to get dumped or to admit that they're in a serious relationship, they blame the whole move in on the New York City financial responsibilities right. of rent. And it's like. You know, like my girlfriend kind of did that to me. She's like, well, the rent's coming up. You know, like she she did kind of. Yeah, the lease for now. The, yeah. the lease. And, I, and, and you know, it, it gave me a, a date to work towards. But like it wasn't like I, I was always on board with like, hey, I'll, you if you want to go month to month, then that's what you got to do. Like I, I, I kind of and I even said I was like, I'm not going to pay. You know, there was a point where she wanted to move to a different apartment while I had my other apartment. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not paying two rents. I'm not going to do that. And it's like, I have to, I have a line of things that need to get done before we move in. So I do understand, though, that New York City, especially, people do the thing where they're like, well, we, you know, both our rents came up. And it's like, yeah, the, that might be what got you there. But like, there is the implicit agreement that this is more serious than it right, was this the is day a before. serious thing yeah yeah all right well i'll read the the email we can see if we can help this particular listener hi jj huge fan of the podcast thank you for all the entertainment and advice especially during this quarantine time i'm having a moral dilemma during this quarantine with my boyfriend when los angeles went on lockdown i just basically never left his place and now i've only ever lived with my boyfriend during corona and thankfully it's been great 
I cook, he barbecues, I've learned to share the remote, redone his office, and even started an herb garden in my boredom. This, sounds, really get a- <laughs> the, this is the most L.A. email right. ever. Like, oh, we barbecue. Things are hellish in, our, in L.A. We barbecue, we have an herb garden. Can you imagine this quarantine life? Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really get along and have enjoyed this time, but what happens when this is all over? When this all began, we had been dating about nine months and had already discussed moving in together and the next steps in our relationship. But I have one hesitation. I come from a conservative Jewish family that does not support living together before a ring, at least engagement. And although I'm an adult who believes everyone should do what's best for their own relationships, I would like to respect their wishes and start this next chapter of my life off with my boyfriend on the right foot with my parents. During the six-week period, we've had some serious talks about the future, and he has brought up many times that when this is all over, he doesn't want me to go back to my, my place. I don't really want to go back either, but I've made it clear that I don't want to live with my just boyfriend indefinitely because coronavirus hasn't changed me or my family's moral morals and values. He well, says that he understands. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but her she needs to get off the high horse she's sitting my on morals. right now. Yeah, right. Her what morals. Because What does this have to do with morals? Well, it, even if it does, she's living with her boyfriend. Like, her morals didn't... All, all of a sudden, a pandemic changes the morals, you know, the levels of her morals. Like, I, I, like, I understand what she's saying, and it's like, but you're doing it right now. Like you're legitimately living right. with your boyfriend. It's like Just saying because, I can't do this while you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I kind of don't. It's like considering anal sex not having sex. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like there's fucking insertion going on right now. Right. And you, you know, you guys, I. So I, I <laughs> Okay, well, go on. I'm sorry because it, it annoys me because it's like I, I, I appreciate her email, but it annoys me because like she's. To me, she's doing like like what a lawyer would do to get you in trouble. <laughs> like, well, she's using this to do a little. It sounds like contract negotiation. Yes. Um, he says he understands and quote unquote wants to do the right thing and make me feel comfortable, but doesn't know how he can do that right now with everything going on. So my question is this: Do I make an exception, believing he will take the necessary steps when he can? thinking of an appropriate timeline in my head, taking into consideration that the pandemic will add to it, or do I go back to my place at some point and wait it out? I can't help but hear my mom's voice in the back of my head saying, why buy the cow when you can have the milk for free? I know old school, but do you think there's any truth to that? Sincerely, secret live-in girlfriend. So it sounds like it's a secret to her parents that she's doing this. Yeah, or it's some sort of like, well, I mean, right In, now inappropriate thing. Well, right now he's he's got the cow living at his house and he's sucking the udder and drinking all the milk he wants. So I I, I like I I understand, but I think I think when you put and I've heard that phrase before and I used to sort of like in some ways think or subscribe to it, but it really makes it feel like like is that how you really think about the the relationship as like this exchange of like. Yeah, they, of like I'm gonna like like <laughs> w- like that you have to man- that really implies that you need to like manipulate and like and like withhold in order to get what you want, which is sort of like the opposite of how you should look at a relationship. Yeah, and I I understand like everything she's saying, like it's not like she's speaking an alien language. Like, right? Yeah, I could see a, a like a, a conservative Jewish parents, 
Uh, they don't want you to live with a guy. They're worried. You know, the parents come from this angle that sounds really bad with the milk for free line. Like they sound bad, but it comes from a good place. They're like they're just worried about their daughter. Um, you know, well, they're worried a, about this this phenomenon, which is like you know, there's someone who winds up living with a guy for like years on end, and there's no real push for him to like take the next step. That's what they're, I guess, in a sense, worried about is that someone like is someone not having any motivation to. Well, it, it, it her parents, with that being said, that's a lack of respect for their daughter's um, individual responsibility for herself and how she can her like sustainability as a person. It also has a lot of, uh, a lack of respect for his. Uh, you know, wanting the next step, him wanting kids, you know, and I think like, to me, I'm not going to like, we're not going to change her parents' minds on whether they should live together or not. But her mind seems to be okay with living with her boyfriend. Like she's she, doing it. She's right. literally doing it. So it's not a moral. It's not she, like, she's like, I shall go by the Torah and shall <laughs> not live with like, she, you know, she found an a way to rationalize in her head that like, okay, well, cause it's a pandemic. What are we going to do? Not see each other. Like, and then she's moved in there. Like I would say to her, like so much of this is implied. Like, Hey, I think I'm going to let my, I think we should move in. Okay, great. When he agrees to move in, he's agreeing to get more serious. When you say, right. and, and when you have a conversation with someone, well, do you ever want to get married? Yeah, of course, if it's the right person, the right situation. Okay, when do you think you want to be married by? Like, these are conversations that you avoid when you put, like, this buy the cow milk for free, you know, uh, I will only live right. with someone. Right, my mom's rules, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. She's avoiding difficult conversations that are, diff you know, us talking about it, like, we sound like it's an easy thing, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for her to say to her boy, like, it, you know, if she's living with him six months and she's like and and he says, I never want to get married and then she keeps living with him. Whose fault is that? Right. Or, yeah, I'm saying, like, if you have a conversation with someone before you officially move all your stuff in or like really, really live with them or like make it a conscious decision, if you have if you can have that conversation of like, well, how long do you feel like someone should be dating before they they <sighs> decide to get married? Like you can't avoid that conversation with these rules, kind of like what you just said. Yeah. And like that's a that, right. That is a conversation I think you should have with someone before you do move in with them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, you know, the, you're not going to change. If someone looks at you in the eye, like if, if you looked at me, if I was like, Jordana, let's move. Uh, how do you feel about marriage? And you looked at me and you go, I never fucking want to get marriage. I don't believe in marriage. I don't believe in kids. I would look at you and go, okay. Well, if my first thing would go, okay, then we're not the match. Right. But I, but there's a lot of people out there that hear that and they go, well, he did say he doesn't believe in marriage, but he does believe in courthouse. Like you people make these like, like they're right. You have to like judge if someone's willing to say certain information to you, they mean more than they say. So like if if like you if I said to you, let's uh, how do you feel about marriage? And you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't think marriage is for me, but who knows? I would think I would assume that you mean you don't want to marry me. 
Like I like right. it, it, through that conversation. Like yeah. to say that to someone means more than just that. Like so, like I think like she has to be. Oh, you know, a lot of our listeners and a lot of our emailers want this black or white answer, and nobody is ever going to give that to you. Is my point. Like, what do you think is her? What the black or white answer she wants to know is like, as soon as you can get a ring, are you going to get a ring and propose to me? Yeah. If I decide to move in in with you, that's that's what she wants to right. hear. That's, and, what, and that's I, really what she wants. Yeah. And, yeah. And I would say to her that to me, like, that's not how I want to get married to someone. That's not how mm-hmm. I want to get engaged to someone. I don't want to feel like I'm being boxed in a corner. I want to feel like someone on the other side has like you always have to be willing to walk away you can never right. be in a relationship that you don't feel comfortable walking away from and i know that's that true. sounds any like contract ca- any contract that, that's counterintuitive but like yeah. it is like again when jess and i moved in together like i said to her i'm like i'm not paying two rents that was where i kind of like drew the line and she was like well it comes up on this date. I go, I will try to like look into selling the apartment, look into like renting it out. And if those things come along, I will make the decisions that come along with those things. But like to be, I think you have to always be sitting at the relationship negotiation table going, Hey, I can't wait. I I think I'm going to like for this woman, if I were her, if your morals are such an important thing and that's what on your list of things, this was a lot of fun for the quarantine. I'm moving home. And you know where I right. stand. Like, yeah. And I think you should make it. She should make it about her and not her parents. Because I also think that if you're like, if you need permission from your parents to do something, you're not ready to be in a serious enough relationship that yeah. you're getting engaged or moving in with someone. If it's like, if you need approval on certain aspects of your life in order to move forward, that to me signifies that you're not really acting like a true adult. So, but if that's, it's okay if those are her morals or her standards, but she should own them as her own and not like place them on this exterior. Well, she even does it in her email. I don't want to, I don't want to move back either, but I have made it clear that I don't want to live with just my boyfriend. If that's how you strongly, truly feel time to go home, like, you know, go live at your apartment. You guys will go back to being boyfriend, girlfriend. He knows what makes this go forward. He either does it or he doesn't. And after a few months, you'll go, you might get tired of this and realize this isn't the match for you. You know, you, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where she's, it, it, the reason I don't trust this email is because it feels like she's saying a lot of things to get him to either go, get shit or get off the pot. Like where, you know, a lot of relationships may not be ready for that. May, he might be, uh, have his own feelings. Like what about his feelings on moving in with someone what about his feelings on so is your parents wishes greater than your partners right which is why i'm saying like i think she should take her parents completely out of the equation if i were her yeah well then she takes it out of the equation obviously easier said than done yeah it's easier said than done but also she takes them out of the equation let's say she goes i personally i don't want to live with my boyfriend i want to live with someone i'm engaged to what do you say i would say she should leave like now then because she's doing that yeah, like, kind of like you said. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know. It. I think a Seems lot a of times. a little hypocritical. A lot of times we say these things uh, that are like we know pushes people into a corner, and I think like mm-hmm. a lot of it becomes where it's our putting our own problems on someone else. Like right. to me, she's put all these problems on her boyfriend. Like 
you know, and, and for her, she's just going to go along for the ride. Like, I, that's where I kind of don't buy her side of things where it's like, like, so don't you, when do you make a decision to leave? You know, it's right. all. It, well, I think, I think it's totally okay to ask someone before you move in with them again. Like, um, do where do you see this going? Like I see like when I move, when I, when I personally, when I move in with someone, like I'm thinking that like, that this is a good test to see how we do do together as a couple. And then like, if all goes well, like I would expect within a year to two years that we would be engaged in getting married. How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, and that yeah. seems, it seems like a crazy thing to like, it, it seems like a scary thing to ask, but I think it's the kind of thing that you have to ask. Yeah. And at a certain point you're just avoiding getting the answer you don't want to hear. Like, right. you know, if, if someone, and, and, and seeing if they're willing to move on their expectations, because someone could come back to you and say, oh, like, I wasn't planning on getting married for like another like five years at least. Sure. And you could say, well, like I, that, that timeline is like, is like much too long for me. I don't really see myself dating anyone for that long before yeah. getting married. And then you can, I mean, that's how you figure out if you're on the same page. I would like, like this woman writing in, I would be more attracted to her saying at the end of the quarantine going, right, I'm going to go move back home. than I would be her saying to me, well, what now? And now I have to like be the fucking, you know, cruise ship director that like plans out the next step for us. Like, like if she was like, right. oh, okay. You know, I just, you know, this was nice for the quarantine. You know, I don't live with my boyfriends. Um, I'm only going to live with someone I'm engaged to. I got to go. At least I know that she has a line in the sand. I know where she stands. I know that I'm not just getting this like uh, this like contract lawyer speak to like fool me into something because that's what it feels right. like from this email. Like like if like that's what it feel from this email feels like she is using all of these other things to get him into a decision that she wants him to make. And it's like when you go do when you drive your own bus, when you go, "Hey, this is who I am." That's more attractive. That's actually something that like that you want to be with that you want to work with someone on. Right. When someone's yeah. like, "This is what I want. Are you willing to like work with me to get there?" And then That's Right. Yeah. It's okay to like have a standard or have needs, but I think it's like you said, it's better to just state, state them directly than like trying to. And again, I think the manipulative thing also like ties into that statement that she had, she said at the end about like getting the cow. Yeah. Get, buying the cow if the milk's for free. It's kind of like that's not how you want to like set up the foundation of your relationship <laughs> as like some sort of like barter system for like needs and wants and goods and whatever like i knew uh, yeah like they're at the rehearsal dinner and he's like i knew i wanted to get married uh to this young woman the when my supply she, was cut off when i <laughs> when i knew i wasn't gonna be fucking anymore so thank you all for coming tonight to this beautiful wedding like yeah i agree have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. 
Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Send in yours, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hey, J&J, love the podcast. It makes my week every week. I'll just get right into my awkward sex story. I've been seeing this guy on and off since October, and since quarantine has started, we have spent a lot of time together. The sex is usually great, except for this one, uh, this one the other day. He told me he wanted to finish in my mouth. <laughs> this is so romantic. <laughs> you could hear Jess in the background just go, oh. <laughs> he told me he wanted to finish in my mouth. I said, okay, because once in a while, that doesn't really bother me. So I'm giving, in, uh, giving him head, and he starts to come, and then there's a lot of liquid. And I'm thinking, holy shit, how much is he going to come? Then I realize, oh, my God, he's pissing in my mouth. <laughs> I... I immediately stop and spit up everything. And I'm not going to lie. It was gross. He's still pe- he is still peeing and pees all over me and in my hair. I just sat there and didn't know whether to cry or laugh. Uh, he started apologizing immediately and felt horrible. I just went right into the shower. I took probably the longest shower of my life and chugged a beer with hopes that the alcohol might kill <laughs> any grossness. I brushed my teeth for a solid five minutes and did a ton of mouthwash before bed, too. I was able to laugh about it the next day, and it honestly gives me uh, some good quarantine content on the bright side. At least we both thought it was horribly gross, and peeing on each other isn't a weird fetish of his. 
Well, you think. He is buying me tacos for Cinco de Mayo today, so I guess that's a good thing. Thanks for the laughs, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think it's his fetish and this was like a th- giant lie? I think that I think it would be so funny if this was like if he like he was like trying this out and then he saw that she was grossed out and he was like, Oh my god, <laughs> what what is happening? Like Gross. Oh, how could I? <laughs> ew, 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 ew. Right. Ooh, sorry. She's, then, she's like, okay, good. At least we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She just assumes it's not a weird fetish of his. Like, I don't know. I've Is never this like. Could this happen? I don't, I don't know. The, I don't know really male physiology. Like, yeah. Is that possible? That it was an accident? I would have to be really fucked up, I think. Like, I, I don't know. I've never really. Peed. I, I've heard of guys peeing when they thought they were coming. Like that's not that's not something okay. like that's wildly out of like you know, like I've heard those stories before. I've never had gotten a blowjob and then been like, ah, thank well, God. Is it, isn't it true that like you can't pee while you're like hard or something? You can't a thing. It, I, I know it's two different hoses. I mean, th- there's a doctor listening being like these fucking idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, how many I've had a boner and then had to pee in the morning with morning wood. And it's the most annoying thing in the world. You wake up with wood and then you run to the bathroom because you got to pee so bad and you have to like, P like you're a capital C like you have to like go into a V to try and like get the P to go in the toilet and now you're just like ass out penis like trying to like get it to the right you know angle to try and pee and it goes everywhere so like you can pee with a boner have you I mean then I would assume I would have heard more stories about men like peeing inside of women you would think I I was always I remember like you know when you hear something when you're like 13 14 and you just yeah. like believe it and it's like right. you'll never forget like I remember, the, I remember I a, the blue balls thing was like that kind of thing where i'd be ball. like you know it's like the big rumor that was started by men that like they were in physical pain <laughs> oh, if you didn't like yeah. give them a and hand every time, we, every time we talk about this in the podcast one angry dude dms me like no blue balls fucking suck man so maybe they affect people differently i've never been like in ball pain from not right. fucking like it's always <laughs> it always felt like this like big performance that men put on um i i was i was told growing up by one of my idiot friends that like you last longer if you have to pee while you fuck mm, because that's not true i don't know because it uh, supposedly it would take your mind off of having to come because there's this other thing going where you're holding in pee but you're also hard I and and so I've had moments. <laughs> That's funny. It reminds me of like, you know, the best way to stay harder for longer is to have like a big work assignment due the next day, so you can concentrate on that. Yeah, and then you don't come as quick. <laughs> exactly. Listen, men, you don't know. Uh, you don't understand. Like the thinking about baseball is like the one like you know that's like yeah. Okay. You, I, I name the players of the Mets to not come, or I think of a grandma. Like the amount of lengths men go to to not embarrass themselves by coming early is just crazy like that's why the whole like men don't want women to come thing is always like annoyed me because it's like we don't want to come early like like we don't like for the most part growing up we i know we do a lot of selfish things but like we're trying but we're thinking of baseball and old women when we should be thinking of enjoying you 
<laughs> you know, like right. our very old self, relatives. Very selfless. That's right. We are heroes. But um, no, I, I, this, I would think that the only way that this could happen is if he's drunk. She doesn't say he's drunk. But I know. Like, what do you call um, this? What is the uh, liquid surprise? I don't know. You're in milk, milk, some- lemonade. This is where <laughs> babies are made. What is that? <laughs> That's I never heard that one. What was the what's the rhyme? The lemonade rhyme? Oh, I'm gonna get thirty DMs. I don't think I've heard that one. Is that a Boston thing? Uh the <laughs> lemonade rhyme is the sex lemonade rhyme. I don't know. You're you're in over your head? <laughs> I like that. That's really good. Um I I would call this the go- the golden shower surprise. Oh, that's good. The um um uh, pissy penis. Um uh, <laughs> the the guy who the secret fetish that he got to live out. Yeah, I don't know. It's like has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been peed on, peed? No, I haven't. Have you? Um, I have in like when I've, I've had girls that have slept over who pee the bed cause they were drunk. Right. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. So like I, um, I, I was, I remember in college, um, a couple instances where we'd both be drunk. And then like, I remember like waking up in the morning being like, is that me peeing on myself? And then I was like, Oh, it's, you know, like realizing it was right. the person then I would like jump out of bed. Like I, have that memory if you uh so is this a red flag for you or a deal breaker if you went you were going down on a girl and then she peed all over your face and in your mouth <laughs> uh it's i mean i gotta say it's always kind of hot i always have that moment where i know <laughs> i shouldn't say it but like the idea that like see i think like to me what, what wouldn't be hot what wouldn't i don't know be hot? I, I, how listen, far would it have to, she we, takes a, a huge shit on your head is that the- we, we do this exercise every week where i like kind of embarrass myself because i <laughs> want to answer this honestly every time like to me like the idea that like this is his secret fetish and he gave it a shot like i like it's kind of like i i don't know like i i, I don't know if that's a like you a dangerous feel demeaned thing at all I I feel like I would feel a little disrespected. See, to, uh, of course, I I understand the disrespect part of it. I also understand that, like, I think it's hot when someone else thinks it's hot. Like it, like I I think like that's like my role playing would always be your desires getting like coming to life. Whatever okay. those may be for you, you know, like I think like I think there's a lot of men that are in that position where they're like, you know, I, I the the old I've said this about sex all the time. But like with relationship sex, with any sex that you've had with someone before, it's like, what do you want to do? 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 Missionary, you know, like it's like because the two parties, whenever someone says, what do you want to do? It's just that person hinting that they want they have something on their mind they want to do. Right, but I think for certain things they require a level of discussion first. Absolutely, like this is this that. Would be no, one no, of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not endorsing. Please, <laughs> I'm not endorsing. You know, surprising your mate with P 
peeing on their face. Like I, that would be horrible. I'm saying like if I guess I, I wouldn't break up with the person. I, I'd be in her shoes. I'd be like, that was ridiculous. That was funny. Um, I would have a beer. I would do the same thing she did. I would be, you know, that scene in Ace Ventura when he's brushing his teeth in the shower. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, like that would be me too with the pee. But if it came up in a scenario where I walk into the bedroom and she has tarps out everywhere and is like, Jared, we got to talk. I would go, all right, you're not going to chop me up and kill me. Okay, good. Like I would be like, okay, let's let's hear it out. I got an email the other day um, where the, the woman wrote in that her boyfriend wanted to come on her face. I mean, that's a fairly common request, I think. She goes, she was like, I feel that's demeaning. I don't want to do it. And I'm like, and my response to that is, and she goes, but I do want to fulfill his sexual desires. And I was like, well, you you really fucked that one up because when you, like, when someone comes out to you with their ideas for what they want to do, and like, if, like, if this guy sat her down and was like, without, you know, obviously without surprising her with a big piss in the face. If he was like, listen, this is my thing. I don't know where it came from. It snuck up on me too. I didn't know I'd like it, but I've been whacking off to this type of porn. Like if you walk away from that discussion going, you're demeaning me, like then you don't, you're not really having a discussion. Like it's tough to like with all these. like. I think you can turn something into a discussion, but still say that you're not comfortable doing it. Oh, like just absolutely. That's, that's what I mean. Like, right. Like when someone comes to you with their thing, yeah. You can uh, you can go that's cool. I I I think it's nice that you're into things. Right. But that's not for me. That's a that's a different thing than going you idiot, loser, crazy person. Right. Yeah, well, that's what like you kind of say with the other stuff like drive your own bus, you decide what works for you. If it were if something that works for them is something you're down to try, that's great. If not, and it means a lot to them, maybe you won't be like the best match. <laughs> yeah. But but it is interesting um, yeah, to think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like you can think that it, you could not want to do something because you do think it's demeaning. I wouldn't voice that to the person who told that that to you. You could just would, have your I, own. Well, you could I just say, can, I don't feel comfortable doing that. that. That's just not for me. I, I think you yeah. can think it's demeaning, but I think like to make them the you're a demeaning person for getting off to that. It's like not really that fair. Right. No, I agree. I think you can you can put it in terms of you. Like I if I did that, I don't think I'd feel good about myself or something is this, is this a red flag or deal breaker for you um i think it might be a deal breaker with no really? warning and no i mean it depends like how profusely apologetic they would be i feel like that would be like i would but he feel says a little it's violated a mistake. it's a total mistake if they Not- were like really really insist if i really believed that yeah if all the evidence um pointed that we're way having tr- we're having trouble believing this right here right if I truly believe that, it would be a red flag. Um, if I think that there was any chance that they did that not somewhat intentionally, I do think it would be a deal breaker. I would feel I would feel in that sense, I would feel vi- like yeah. kind of like violated. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess if I was I there has to be discussion before. There has to be. Right. And I would you would have to really believe that the person like didn't mean to just like throw that on you. She called herself potty mouth, which is hilarious. Let's do some emails. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I'll read this one. Hey, J and J. 
Great pod. I listen weekly and share with all my friends questions for you about dating quarantine. Is it okay for someone to be mad at you for not wanting to hang in person during quarantine slash break the shelter in place to see them? I went out with a guy three times pre-quarantine. One, date one, drinks. Date two, concert. Date three, dinner and hooked up. Date three was the day before um, shelter in place took effect. Now it's been six plus weeks of shelter in place. We have We've kept talking and now text slash DM every day and FaceTime two to three times a week. Every once in a while, he asked me to come over and I kind of play it off. But we have also had a real convo about it before where I told him I take this seriously. And although I do, I do like him, I want to respect the shelter in place order slash public health need. Fast forward to us texting normally yesterday. And he says, so when are you going to actually hang out with me again? This is getting ridiculous. Then he dug in more. Uh, we can we can still see each other. You were just choosing not to. Um, am I doing something wrong by still talking to him during the quarantine if I don't plan on seeing him until after it's over? Also, should I judge him for pushing me or keep in mind that everyone is having a weird and lonely experience and cut him some slack? Thank you so much. Sheltered in just my own place. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this? I think it's like a little bit of a red flag if anyone wants something so badly that they're like starting to get like a little bit aggressive about it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think it's like, I mean, and anecdotally, I've heard of like, I've heard of guy. I mean, I've, I've no guys who are like not interested in like people who do not want to meet up with them or mm -hmm. do not want to like sleep with them or hook up with them. And I think it's actually like, this is a kind of like a nice little test to see which guys are mostly in it for that. Yeah. And who don't really care about like what your personal need or anxiety is around seeing someone. Yeah, when I the the line. So when are we actually going to hang out with me again? Like that line is so interesting to me because I've gotten that text from people I've hooked up with that I didn't want to uh, that I didn't want to see. You know what I mean? So like, okay. um, and like where like I've gotten a text from like if I hooked up with a girl. And then I would get the text like, so when are you actually going to hang out with me again? And then this is without quarantine. And right. I would be like, I would be like, oh, man, how do I avoid this while having them maybe, you know, while not being like having to have a breakup talk right now? It you know? sounds like she does kind of want to see him, though. But that's the interesting part to me is right. that. You know, I'm trying to decipher, is this guy just really insecure? Like, because I've gotten those messages. Like, I think a lot of people, like, I'm trying to look at it from his side, where it's like, when he writes, so when are you actually going to hang out with me again? The this is ridiculous thing, I, I think, is like a douchey thing to write. I agree with you. Where it's like, if right. he's lashing out in this way, and then he dug in more, we can still see each other, you're just choosing not to. Like, you know, there's a weird line of like, is this his lack of confidence showing or is it his, I just need, need to, to fuck you, <laughs> you know, like, right. you know, so like, because there is these people, uh, where they need certain mile markers to know someone likes them. And I, I, I get this a lot with like the emails that we receive. And I had this, you know, like, it, like where it's like, well, if I don't, if I'm not on the second date with them, then how do I know that they're, or like, if we're not, 
at this level on this date and we're three months in, but I only see them this much. When, you know, I, I think a lot of people do these like box checkings to like outsource right. their own insecurities. Well, and, you've said this before too. It's like relationships are like sharks. If you're not like moving forward, then you're dot, you're dead. To, totally. You know? and, and, well, that's, that's a Woody Allen line. That's not me. That's yeah. it. So, oh. <laughs> yeah what if i just oh, stole woody allen line you know so no <laughs> i mean he's one you could probably get away with now considering yeah. <laughs> so i i i would say to to this you know so like it's interesting that her version of what is moving along the relationship doesn't match his like to her she's like we facetime two to three times a week when we get out we get out you know like then we'll do all that other stuff and like it's funny to me that he sounds like, and I know this is like making some assumptions and digging into this email word for word, but when I read that, so when are we actually going to hang out with me again? It does feel like he's insecure and doesn't know. Um, it, 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 it's, it's, to me, it's him wanting to have sex, of course, but I don't. it doesn't seem like he understands how... Maybe it, it feels like he thinks their real connection is different than she's trying to make the connection. Does that make sense? Like he's his, his markers for how the relationship is progressing is very, are different than hers or that, but also that he could only see this as like, we're just fucking like, I thought we were going to like oh, be doing the right. Fucking well, that's thing. I'm saying that's kind of the beauty of dating in quarantine, which is, I think the like really nice little benefit. If you're, if you're a woman looking for a relationship, yeah. um, I think it's a great way to weed this kind of guy out. If you're like, yeah. uh, you're like, I am, do not feel comfortable doing that. I really, I really like you. I enjoy like talking to you every day, but I'm not ready for a physical relationship given everything going on. And you could, I think you can gauge by uh, someone's reaction to that, whether they're looking for that too. It's like a great, scenario just gifted to us sure to, to to test out like men's true intentions well i think you're absolutely right and i also think remember there was like a maybe a year ago i was trying to like i was trying to discuss this whole thing of like how the dating apps gave um nerds a free ticket yeah, right. to be studs. feeling like they're cool yeah yeah and it's like to me this is the example like this guy is kind of a loser He's lost his <laughs> magical power to meet new women on a nightly basis because you can't open new. You can't open new clients right now. You you can, but you really can't open and close a, a, a sexual partner in one night. Like that right. ghost is kind of gone, which is interesting to me. Like so that like when we get these emails when people are writing to us like. All, all the fuck boys are coming back. All these exes are DMing me. It's because they can't get sexual. Uh, they have to go to past clients. They got to go to past clients. You got to go to the old <laughs> book of business and see if any of them will come. So to me, like this is like, it's interesting because I, I remember when we talked about this, like these nerd, and I didn't know how to say it then, but it's like becoming clearer now, like especially via this email where this is a nerd. This is a nerd who lost his superpower to be able to meet 
girls that could end up being a one-night stand. And now he's gone along with you for all these days because what else is he going to fucking do? And then finally he reveals himself as like, when are we going to fuck? And it's like, like, dude, um, I'm here to get to know you and I'm doing that. Like he doesn't even realize that he's growing a relationship in an appropriate way. Yeah, that's like kind of the sad thing about the whole email is that, you know, there's no there's no sense of that on his part. But yeah, if I were her, I would say to him, like, listen, you're you're like you're making I'm feeling a little uncomfortable with like how aggressively you're trying to make me do something that I don't really feel comfortable doing. If you're looking for that, like right now, perhaps like this isn't the match because like I'm not ready to do anything physical yet. So, um, like, I'm happy to keep talking to you every day. And, like, I guess we can see where things things are after this. But, like, if that that's what you're looking for before I'm ready, then, like, we might not be a good match for each other. Yeah. I, I think it's also, like, it's, it's okay. It's not okay. The whole judging other people's social distancing thing is, like, a slippery slope to me. Like, right, I'm it, saying I don't think she should judge him. I think she could no. say, this is what I want to do. Sure. And, 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 again, this is like paying for the date. If a guy doesn't pay for the date and it makes you put off, that's okay, cool. That's cool. If a guy doesn't want to social distance and that puts you off, yeah, that's cool too. The guys have very different philosophies on this thing. And that will extrapolate to other things and is probably the reason you're not the match. Right. So I think uh, that's, yeah, that's the move. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. <laughs> Let's do one more email. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hey, J&J. I'm a diehard day one listener. I took my boyfriend and you up live in Boston back in November. Remember, that felt like years ago. Oh, my God. It's a different life. Right? Yeah. That you up Boston show. That was a great show, though. Oh, what a great show with the, the girl who gave the, um, the text from the guy who was cheating on his wife. Oh, yeah. That got mad at her. I think that one's up. If you guys want to go back and listen to a good episode, that was really fun. You guys are the best. Thank you for consistently uh, fun, informative, and entertaining content. I'm 23 and almost financially ready to move out of my parents' house. My boyfriend is turning 27 soon and talks about wanting to move in with me all the time, which would be amazing because we have been semi-long distance from the start. He lives about an hour away from me on a good day with no traffic. He's north of Boston in a city uh in a city and i'm on the south shore in the suburbs um for reference he lives with his best friend and his best friend's girlfriend at the moment and it sucks they're cramped in a small apartment and the girlfriend basically moved herself in but that's another story so being on her own would be so relieving my question is what do you guys think about moving out from my parents house straight in with my boyfriend is this too much of a leap his lease is up in October. Here, here's the lease conversation. <laughs> here's there we where go. We, yeah. it all comes full circle. This is like when people get together right now. Like this is uh, back to the uh, to the you know quarantine conversation. 
People are like doing this thing where they're like, well, we got together, but we both isolated for two weeks. Like they do their own rationalization for why right. they're okay to get together, but they can be mad at other people for not getting to, for, for not social distance. They see people at the park and they're like, look at these idiots. And it's like, no, but we're okay because we social distance. It's like, that's the least right. conversation. Like everyone thinks they're like, Everyone thinks that they're not the asshole at the party. Yeah, exactly. But when, like no one who's like, I'm going to go to this party and I'm going to be the worst person there. Yeah. And <laughs> no one thinks that. Yeah. You're the, right. you're the hero. His lease yeah. is up in October and we will have been dating for a year and a half ish at this point. I know we have several months to go and anything could happen, but moving out is on my radar for sure. As exciting as the prospect of living with him is to me, I'm feeling a little nervous. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking that maybe I should settle in somewhere on my own first to establish some independence. But I still would love to live with him, and I'm afraid the distance will become more and more challenging. Does this make sense? I'd love to hear what you guys think. Thanks. What do you think? What do I think of moving in to your boyfriend's apartment from your parents' house? Um, I mean... I think that you could look at it many ways. On the one hand, like that's what women used to do all the time. Sure. In like, in, up until probably like 1980. Yeah. Like yeah. you go from like your mom's house to your husband's house, and that was just like how you did things. Mm -hmm. um, I think it depends like how independent you are. I, I get the need for like to like find yourself and be your own person first. I think it would really depend. If I were her, I would look at like, do I live with my parents and does that, is that the only thing that I do that makes me feel like I'm not independent or am I, is my mom doing my laundry and making my meals yeah. and I rarely leave the house except for to see my boyfriend? Because that to me indicates like a different level of like, I'm never going to figure out who I am on my own situation sure. than like, yeah, I live with, I, I live at my parents' house, but you know, I work in the city and I'm constantly out and I like pay for all my own stuff and I do my own thing. And like, in that case, I think it would be like, okay, you you do feel like you are an established person who has their own like sense of the world. And it's that seems like a different scenario than the one where it's like, I live at home and my family is my life and my parents still do yeah. everything for me like I'm sixteen. Well, a lot of it <laughs> just you got your 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 old race car bed in the in the room. <laughs> You got you got your teeny you got your Justin Timberlake poster on the wall. I I I think also like a lot of this is like you know, well, this is a podcast of luxury issues. So like um it is a luxury and it's funny that like as I'm, you know, listening to the email and I'm hearing what you have to say, it, it's funny that in my mind I'm like what's a year to live on your own? And why not move close to him and be, you know, a little bit closer and see how this works out? Like, what's the rush? Um, and also, like, but then I'm like, okay, well, maybe financially for her, the only way she gets out of her parents' house is if she splits it with him. And, like, a lot of times people right. moved in, like, this whole idea of, like, oh, well, I move into my own apartment and then we sleep at each other's place four times a week. Like that's a financially right. like and like, I throw away six months of rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like that's a financially like privileged place to be in. Like a mm -hmm. lot of times, like when you talk about like in 1980, you'd move from like the the you know the parents to the husband's house. Right. That was also financially related. Yeah, you too. weren't like really having a job where you could pay your own rent. Exactly. So right. like you know a lot of that had to do. It wasn't like you know a lot of it was you know, because of the horrors of the world. But some of that was due to like, 
Yeah, this is how we afford things is that people team up and afford these things together. Right. But well, I, I would say to her, like, if she has, I, I would never want to feel like I am um, in a relationship. And this is kind of like back to the 1980s, like, thing. Like, I would never want to feel like I, I was in a relationship I couldn't get out of. So, like, but I'm so thinking, like, you're, so you're saying, like, so that she, she wouldn't, she has to feel, like, financially or, like, independent enough that she could survive without him. Exactly. Like, world. Like, like, she writes, like, I wouldn't want to go from my parents' place where they pick up half the tab to his place where he picks up half the tab. And now you're in a relationship where you're like, but how will I ever move out? I'll have to go back to my parents' place. Like, I, I, mm -hmm. I think, like, like, that's a good point. You know, like I, I, yeah. I just never like you have all these people that are like, I I'm in this relationship and we have a vacation planned in in June. So like I'm going to do the vacation and then I'm going to get out and then I think I'm going to end it. And you're like, I would never sign up for a vacation with someone that I couldn't cancel. Right. That you couldn't take the hit. I couldn't take the hit. Exactly. So it's like. And, and that's why a lot of people like stay in marriages. Like you are 23. You're at the point in your life where you can live for you and live selfishly. Like there, people stay in marriages because they can't afford to move out of the house and they can't afford to like pay for pay for the kids. So they're just like, I'm going to stay in this. And it's like that could be the reality for anyone listening to this, myself included. But for now, right. while I can avoid that, I'm going to be in relationships that I don't feel um, stuck in. I think that's like the, the good, because when you're not stuck, you love better. You're a better you, decision maker. <laughs> a way better decision maker. I mean, like, I, I'm very lucky with comedy. Like, I've, I've always made decisions on, like, am I going to have fun doing that thing? Right. And that has freed me in so many ways. Like, the power to say no, that is such a freeing thing. So, like, when she says, like, I am, um, I'm almost financially ready to move out of my parents' house, this is on her mind, too. She writes, I'm 23, yeah. and I'm almost financially ready to move out of my parents' house. Now, is she thinking of herself being financially ready because of the boyfriend? Is, is it because... Or, you know, right, she could do it. Like, if they broke up tomorrow, would she still move out? Exactly. So, yeah, I, that's why, for me, I'm like... I would... If I'm her, I'd be doing all the math as a single person right and she's probably worried in some senses about like offending him by you know moving out and not moving in with him um i could say personally like um well so when mike and i were dating he originally when i met him he had roommates um and i lived alone and then my lease was you know was ending and um well his lease was ending before my lease and i was like well you should just move into my studio and we'll live here and he's like well i actually like I've never really lived alone and I would yeah. like really like to see like what that is. I can afford it now. Like I'd love to like do that. So like I'd rather I'm going to like sublet until your lease ends. Sure. Um, and then we'll do that. So he lives, he had his own apartment that he sublet for like six months. In my, in my mind, I'm like, that seems like a financially kind of like weird idea considering we like hang out all the time and we're just now sure. paying for two studios, which is very expensive. <laughs> um, but I think that that made him feel like, okay, like I want to know that I could and that I like. Absolutely. Right. That I, and I, it was, I'm not going to say it wasn't offensive at all because I think there was a level inside me that was like, oh, you're going to like go live alone when you're like leaving and we've been dating 
over a year. Yeah. But I think now looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was great. I'm so glad he got to like do that because like hopefully he'll never do that again. Yeah, well, <laughs> that and it's also like the act of like going through that, like like I, you know, you don't know things until you go through them. Like you and I didn't know how to use Zoom and tape a podcast and now we're pros because right. we had to become pros. I think moving out of your parents' place to your own place, there's a lot of positives to take from that. There's a lot of positives. Also, getting a roommate that isn't your boyfriend and like making it so that like frees you up financially so it's not like you guys are paying. Now, instead of paying two rents, you're paying you know, half a rent each and then it's not as big a waste of money. You know, right. like there are ways to... I think you there's can a also middle ground. You can also experiment with learning how to live with even another person, let alone like a boyfriend or girlfriend. Like you can now figure out what it's like to like, because that's its own game too, is like, yeah. you know, splitting up responsibilities of living together, figuring out how to carve out your own space. That's a skill that you might want to learn before you actually move in with like someone for real. Absolutely. I mean, like I'm getting now I'm getting used to back to having a roommate like I was living <laughs> alone. I mean, like I. <laughs> I noticed it in like now I eat at night less like I now I notice how much I was eating at night because I now you have live someone with there to shame you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will bring like a cup of crackers to the bed and then eat them like so quietly, like little tiny crunches. And I'm like, man, when I was living alone, I was like seven popcorns deep because <laughs> like there was no one there to go I, I, like there was one night where Jess I made allows pop- eating in the bed she a little bit I don't know yeah. I don't allow eating in bed the, the, <laughs> well then that's why Mike looks so good I I'm fucking fat <laughs> fuck I because I, I, I well I've been like losing weight because at night it's like kind of embarrassing to do the damage that I could do like one night I made popcorn and it burnt and it was like two in the morning. And I just remember she came out and like, I was like, fuck it burnt. It smelled. And I was like, I hope it doesn't smell in the bedroom. I hope it doesn't. Smell. And, and Jess comes out and she's like, she's like, what's going on here? What, what did you burn? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a popcorn. I made some, why are you making popcorn? It's two in the morning. I'm like, I, I don't know. I got a little, hung- you're hungry. We ate like four hours ago. And I'm like, and like, I had to answer all the questions. But it's, yeah, me- it's really like it's really like also like the internal voice inside you that already like was kind of asking yourself that, but you could turn <laughs> off. But now it's like in front of you shouting yeah. at you. <laughs> I was ra- I could rationalize it like no popcorn's a fiber. You don't have that much, <laughs> you know. Like and and but then she's asking these questions. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm a fucking idiot. That that's why married men live longer. Is that why? <laughs> yeah, I probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> who knows. <laughs> Let's they do, do that. say that that's true, though. That could be do why. They? It's because there's someone there why. just screaming at them to like go eat healthy. When I was living alone, I mean, just ridiculous with the rationalization. Every every movie with a man living alone, he's like in disgusting squalor of like you know, like I'm thinking about like the wrestler or like even that like reason. once upon a time in hollywood you think of like brad pitt in that movie like with the dog just feeding him like from the can it's gross there's a reason because it's true <laughs> let's do let's play some games okay red flag or deal breaker you've been in a steady relationship for a year and they address your parents as mom and dad to their face 
They do that without being told to do that. Yeah, like you bring Jess home and she's like, hey, mom and dad, like, what's up? Like, how can I help with dinner? <laughs> I, I I get weirded out when people call their own mom and dad mom and dad without saying my or our. Oh, like, like, refer, like refer to their parents. As mom and dad. Like if they were like, right. yeah, mom and dad. And I'm like, no, 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 your mom and dad, not mine. Like, it's right. like this is so, yeah, like you're, like their mom and dad for the whole community. Like, no, no, right. no, no. Like, we're not siblings. No, <laughs> we're not siblings. So like I, I, uh, this is a little too fast. So we'd have to have a conversation. Like, did you call my parents mom? And I would like call it out in front of them. Right. I'd be like, did you just call my mom mom? It'd be a very bold move. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be turned off by it a little bit. What about you? I agree. I think it would be like, it would be like almost like a little too earnest. Like it's almost like what it's, it's weird enough to even hear someone like say your parents' names or like, you know, two yeah. of them. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, just like when, when they're, t- when they're referring, it's always weird to just hear someone like say their yeah. name. So hey, like, even Kim. if, yeah right <laughs> yeah it is a little weird i don't know right i feel like people try to avoid doing that like at all costs so to call them mom and dad would be like an extra layer of, <laughs> it's just I don't like think I, be a deal breaker but i think yeah i think you'd have to call them out and like see if they insisted on it did you ever grow up with those people that were like too comfortable with adults too quick and you were like can you just be uh an anxious kid for five fucking seconds Right, not to talk to my mom, Susan, about the about like the game coming up or like yeah. who's dating who. <laughs> yeah, like get out of here. You're not her fucking buddy who she drinks Chardonnay with. <laughs> right. Let's yeah, do another. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know that. Okay. They donate 10% of their income to their sorority fraternity alumni association. Instead of the church. I. <laughs> this would be a deal breaker for me. I, I can't. If I found that out, that to me, that's the same as taking ten percent of your paycheck and lighting a flame under it, like right. Especially it's also like kind of sad. Young age. I think it's sad. Like, listen, you're older. You're a millionaire. You want to come back to the old jaunt, you know, the old, you know, whatever, the old house, and you want to donate a plaque. Go ahead. But if you're 24 and you're ultra involved, and it's like you get. What are you getting out of that? Like, I, f- I feel like it represents living in the past. Yeah. I mean, some people work at their sorority fraternity thing. That's a different thing. Like, if you're on the board, like, to me, like, that is your giving. You know? Right. Like, like you're on the board and you give 10% every year. Like, you're okay. Like, wh- that could have been savings for our kids college like that's where right, the money's not going beer for like the sig the lambda chi formal <laughs> mixer well i would assume that the money goes towards like a scholarship or you know like <laughs> natty lights <laughs> to the natty light fun um what if it was just their college are you fine is that okay i can't understand that either like these people that give money to the colleges <laughs> The colleges can go fuck themselves. I. What are you gonna like? That's like, basically what I would say whenever I got a call from my college, being like, "Yeah, would you like to donate?" And I'm like, "No, there's I like would, ma- yeah. millionaires you could call." <laughs> yeah. Well, also, do I want to donate? What? Do I, uh, no, I'd like a more resourceful career section that didn't help me when I fucking graduated. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how to donate use the website. Yeah. <laughs> so send me a donation. I lost work. Like I, 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 
I don't know. These colleges are like have a lot of balls and like now they're starting to go out of business and I'm kind of happy about it. Like they all, you know, I don't know. I, I People get weird about their colleges. So I know I'm going to get like DMs and stuff. And like I, I'm a Penn State guy. I love Penn State. I love the people I went to school with. But that, that was my experience. We move on. Like Penn State should be okay on its own. You know, and if they're not, <laughs> then they fucked up. <laughs> you know, like. Right. Or like, it's your fault for not turning me into a person who had the means to donate yeah. to you. Yeah. Who's, <laughs> whose fault is it, Penn State? You know, <laughs> I made fun of Indiana University on my Instagram the other day. And man, people get so fucking pissed. People who went there love, love Indiana. Well, I went to, I, I was in Bloomington for shows. It's a beautiful town. I totally understand why people I've been to love Little Five. You've been a little five. So you I, you get it. Like when you see it, yeah. you're like, this is a great school. But for some reason, Indiana itself, the, the people who went to that business school, they really have to let you know that it's a good business school. And you're like, okay, relax. Like, it's like, <laughs> you're not even, you're not Michigan. You, there's other business schools. Like, it's almost as like these Indiana people don't realize that like we all know other schools that are better. Release the Hoosiers on Jared. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're coming Sorry. for you. <laughs> so, yeah. Just because Mark Cuban went there doesn't mean that you're all fucking, you know, geniuses. You know, like. That was, you're just preempting the DMs you're going to get about I Mark know, Cuban. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Michael Jordan played for the Bulls. Everyone in Chicago isn't a great basketball player. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Um, <laughs> okay. Last one. They call the cops on people they see not practicing social distancing or wearing masks outside. Deal breaker. Out. Like, I, I, I think what people are doing, and, and again, what do you think, Jordana? Because I'm about I to... Agree. I definitely agree that it's a deal breaker. I'm not about to be policed myself. So Yeah, I, like... Yeah. I'm in a finger... glass house also. Like, yeah. I, you, know, you never know what you're doing wrong until you do it. <laughs> when the finger points, three point back at yourself. So it's like, yeah, I'm not looking to get people in trouble as monsters. I don't want people to get me in trouble. And I'm trying look, I, I live by the the I live by the adage or the motto that everyone's ten percent away from each other. So I'm trying, I'm assuming someone's trying within ten percent of me, and who am I to judge? Um I think there's a lot of like again, like we see on the news the people on the extreme of all sides of things. So you think everyone's acting in the extreme and it's like, I think we're all trying and no one wants to hurt anybody. Like I, I posted this tweet and the tweet was something like, um, a lot of you guys treat social distancing. Like you did all the homework in high school and then you asked the teacher to collect it. Like, <laughs> and, and I, that is me. Now I want an audit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so it's like yeah that isn't to mean that people shouldn't social distance i i think it's like we're living in a time right now and it's like the perfect time to be millennial sensibility is made for what's going on right now millennial sensibility is like i want to be right i want to be on the team of good and i i'm gonna do my homework and i'm gonna hand it in and i'm gonna get the grade and it's like i think boomers are really ill-formed for this like i think boomers like they're they're revealing themselves through all this stuff mm -hmm. but i not to go on and on but i'm saying like um it's like a lot of people are using this to show that they're good they're, they want to call other people out so that they're on the team good and it's like 
it's a lot harder to talk to your dad about social distancing than it is to tweet how mad you are at people at the park is my point. Right. It's also kind of like, to me, it seemed everyone, no one is perfect. And we've all probably done something that someone could have snapped a picture of and been can and deemed like not the best. We're thing. trying. So, We're all right, trying. Yeah. You know, I know the news shows people not trying, but that's the news and they have a different goal. They, gotta, in mind. Right, they need the ratings. Yeah. So We're trying, Jordana, this was a blast. Thank you, uh, everyone for listening. Keep sending your emails, UUP at Betches.com. Uh, Jordana, anything to talk about? Anything else going on? I don't know if you guys have tried out the, the, the new ship um, features, but they're really great. There's video. There's uh, there's really cool Zoom backgrounds in there. And also, we just launched Mention It All podcast, which is our Bravo podcast. You guys should also check that out. How about you, Jared? Uh, tomorrow, um, I'm doing a, another live uh, show. So... If you want to come, link in my bio and my Instagram. Um, Ten bucks, lots of fun. It's a little bit of a change of pace. There it is. Bye. That's our episode. Boom. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.